0: MSW Media with swearing. Dear the beans, say beans. Dear beans,
1: silly beans.
0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, February 19th, 2021. Today, Senator Ted Cruz messed with Texas. Ron DeSantis gets caught sending vaccines to an affluent and mostly white part of Manatee County while excluding the rest of the residents. House Democrats say they're on track to pass the COVID relief plan by next weekend. Biden introduces a sweeping immigration reform bill. And the feds investigated Roger Stone's ties to the Proud Boys as part of the inquiry into his threats against Judge Amy Berman Jackson. I'm your host, A.G. A.G. Hey there, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, It's AG Solo today. I'm going to get the news out to you, and then I'll be joined a little bit later in the show by uh, Greg Oliar. He and I are going to discuss his new podcast called Prevail and also the many problems with what's going on with Ted Cruz and his trip to Cancun. And uh, I do have some exclusive breaking news that no one else is reporting in that segment. So stick around. Also, we are going to be joined by Amy Carrero for the good news because it is Friday and you can send your good news submissions or confessions or corrections or brain fart moments, whatever you want to send to us by visiting dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. And please join me every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 Eastern on the Stereo app for live interactive bonus shows. On Tuesdays, I'll be appearing with Andrew Torres of Opening Arguments, and you know our new podcast, Clean Up on L45. And then on Thursdays, I'll be there with Dana Goldberg at 5 p.m. and 8 Eastern. And we will answer your questions uh, live and provide exclusive content not heard on the podcast. So just download the free Stereo app by going to Stereo.com slash Gill. Then look for the links everywhere you follow us and you'll be able to join those conversations now we do have quite a bit of news to get to today so let's hit the hot notes awesome. hot notes okay so the lead story today has to be flying ted cruz which is his new nickname or cancun cruise or uh, i call him fled cruise uh, he was seen leaving texas amid the brutal series of winter storms to fly to cancun with his daughters uh, I have not seen anything trend so hard and so fast on Twitter before. And uh, as I said, I'll be talking to Greg Oliar later in the show about this incident, as well as his attempt to lie about how long he was going to be there. And then, of course, his excuse blaming his kids for his incredibly idiotic decision to go in the first place. It's an absolutely incredible story. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about that with Greg Oliar in a bit. And like I said, I have some breaking Scoop news for uh, you—that is a Daily Beans exclusive. We don't get too many of those around here, so check that out. Now, you know we can we can say Ted Cruz is the lead story today because of the massive reaction to it, but I think there's another lead story today. Remember when we talked about Roger Stone's threats against federal judge Amy Berman Jackson? We called her Amy Berman Judge Jackson. If you're nasty, he put a photo of her on Instagram with the crosshairs behind her head. Well. There's new reporting about that particular investigation. Federal prosecutors investigated some of the Proud Boys, including their leader, Enrique Tarrio, and their ties to longtime Trump confidant Roger Stone. And this is a previously undisclosed criminal probe in 2019 into whether the men intended to threaten Amy Berman Jackson. The threat investigation did not lead to charges, but its existence, now revealed by CNN, sheds new light on how federal prosecutors had already looked into the far-right organization's ties to someone in Trump's orbit before the siege on the U.S. Capitol in January. Stone was accompanied, as you know, on January 6th in D.C. by members of the paramilitary extremist group, the Oath Keepers. And Stone has long had close ties to prominent members of the fraternity-like pro-Trump group, the Proud Boys. So he's very closely tied with these folks. Now, members of the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers are central to some of the most aggressive parts of the FBI and D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office's Capitol Siege investigation. But back to this 2019 investigation, it goes back to Stone's criminal proceedings in the D.C. District Court related to his congressional testimony about Trump campaign efforts to reach WikiLeaks in 2016. A Proud Boys contingent was a prominent fixture supporting Stone during that trial. And in February of 2019, two years ago, less than a month after Stone had been indicted for lying to Congress, he posted that Instagram photo that I told you about earlier about Judge Jackson Uh, with crosshairs behind her head stone testifying at a court hearing in 2019 tried to explain the post saying at the time the person uh, that a person working with him on his social media accounts had actually chosen it but then at another hearing that same year stone named names he named tario the leader of the proud boys and said tario had been helping him with his social media account Uh, And he testified to that under oath. And he also said that the Proud Boys Florida chapter founder, Tyler Zylkowski, who went by Tyler White at the time, Jacob Engels, a Proud Boy associate who is close to Stone and identifies himself as a journalist in Florida, and another Florida man named Ray Perez, whose name is spelled Raymond Perez in the court transcript, uh, also helped him with that. And a few days later, federal authorities tracked down the men and gave them subpoenas to testify to a grand jury. That's according to Zylkowski, who was one of the witnesses. Zylkowski and the others flew to DC in the weeks afterwards to testify. Quote, they asked me about if I had anything to do about posting that. <laughs> That's a great sentence. I'm going to repeat it. They asked me about if I had anything to do about posting that. They were asking me if Stone has ever paid me, what he's ever paid me for uh zielkowski told cnn this week when he first received the subpoena the authorities wouldn't tell zielkowski what he was being investigated for but a prosecutor told him late told him later they were investigating the picture and if he had paid anyone zielkowski said uh that he's always he told the grand jury stone never paid him and that he hadn't posted the photo that's according to his testimony under oath and Engels did not respond to cnn and their inquiries and requests for comment. And Stone also declined to respond. The FBI's Washington, D.C. field office did not respond either. A person familiar with the case said it had closed without resulting in any charges. Zylkowski and Engels have stayed in touch with Stone uh, even up to and after the January 6th riot. That's according to Zylkowski himself. Engels told Zylkowski he was with Stone on January 6th uh, while Zylkowski had stayed out of D.C., Uh, Tario had been ordered uh, by a court to leave D.C. after he was arrested days before uh, because of uh, another protest he was involved in. Uh, Protest is not the right word here, Washington Post. When asked if he was being pursued by investigators after the Crosshairs episode, Zalkowski said, I'm sure they're keeping an eye on me. He, Tario, and Engels have not been charged yet in the January 6th riot. But several other key figures in the Proud Boys have been charged, as we know, their actions leading up to and during the insurrection. Prosecutors have made clear in recent court filings they're pursuing questions of larger conspiracies among the right wing groups and the extent of plotting uh, the attack on the Capitol. Tario defended the organization in a recent interview with The Washington Post. He said, quote, were there Proud Boys that went in? Yes. And they're idiots. They shouldn't have gone in, but I'm going to support them because they're my brothers. That's what he said. Uh, That's in response to a new lawsuit from. The members of Congress and the NAACP that we talked about yesterday. He he goes on to say, but there was no plan to go into the Capitol. Unfortunately, one of my guys broke a window. Others trespassed, but there was no plan to, uh, to even interrupt Congress. Mm, yeah, okay. Now, moving on to the next story here. This one's also angering. The governor of Florida, Republican Ron DeSantis, he's in the news again, He unveiled a pop-up clinic offering coveted coronavirus vaccines in a rich, mostly white part of Manatee County, Florida. This is according to lawmakers on both sides of the aisle who have slammed the plan for excluding residents in the rest of the county. But on Wednesday, the governor offered no apologies, warning he could instead take the doses elsewhere. I'll just pack up and leave. Quote, if Manatee County doesn't like us doing this, then we're totally fine with putting this in counties that want it. We're totally happy to do that. So that's how the governor of Florida responded. As wealthy individuals in Florida and around the country snap up disproportionate numbers of vaccination appointments, critics say DeSantis's plan for the pop-up clinic near Tampa is only bound to widen disparities. And some jurisdictions have targeted zip codes that were hit especially hard by the virus. But many in Manatee County fear DeSantis's plan will do the opposite, benefiting an area that's been the least affected by the pandemic, including a few of the individuals who worked with the governor. Residents in Manatee County, which sits just south of Tampa, had grown increasingly frustrated by a randomized selection process used to distribute the vaccine, while about 180,000 people, half the population, had already signed up. Florida's chaotic rollout and a limited supply have prevented many from being able to get their shots. As the Bradenton Herald reported, DeSantis sought to address the problem by quietly contacting a campaign donor, Rex Jensen, a real estate developer whose company built Lakewood Ranch, a mostly Republican, mostly white master plan community in Manatee. Working in private with the county commissioner chair, Vanessa Ball, they struck a deal. If Jensen hosted an additional vaccination clinic on his development, the governor would offer state health workers to administer the vaccines and National Guard troops to control the flow. So not only is he giving this pop-up clinic to rich white people, ignoring the rest of the county, but he's using state resources and National Guard troops to help do this. The supply of those doses would go beyond Manatee County's weekly allotment of doses from the state government. There was just one catch. Rather than opening the pop up vaccination site to everyone in the county, it would only offer doses to residents in two zip codes, 34202 and 34211, which cover like much of Lakewood Ranch and other super fancy, bougie residential areas nearby and fall largely in Bow's district. That's the Republican who worked with this real estate developer and DeSantis to set this up. At a DeSantis news conference on Wednesday, the governor struck a defiant tone, suggesting he could simply send the vaccines elsewhere. Uh, If there's going to be folks that are going to complain about getting more vaccines, I mean, I won't be complaining, he said. I'd be thankful that they were able to do it, because you know what? We didn't need to do this at all. That's what he said. He needs to go. Also today, Democrats introduced a sweeping immigration bill backed by President Joe Biden but the legislation of course faces an uphill battle in the closely divided Congress. You know, we narrowly have that that uh, majority in the Senate. Lawmakers are already suggesting a piecemeal approach might win more bipartisan support. The US Citizenship Act of 2021 is what it's called and it will reflect priorities outlined by the president in an executive order on his first day of office. The bill's lead sponsors, Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey and Rep Linda Sanchez, Democrat from California, unveiled the legislation in the Senate and the House. The proposed bill, among other provisions, would establish an eight-year path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants who arrived in the U.S. by January 1st. It would provide an expedited path to citizenship to farm workers and undocumented young people who arrived in the U.S. as children. with they, Those are the ones with temporary protected status under DACA. It would replace the word alien with non-citizen everywhere in the law. It would raise the per-county caps on family and employment-based legal immigration numbers, It would repeal the penalty that prohibits undocumented immigrants who leave the country from returning to the U.S. for between three and ten years. It would expand transitional anti-drug task forces in Central America, and it would increase funding for technology at the southern border. So this path to citizenship thing would would give undocumented immigrants five years of provisional status, after which they could appeal for a green card. Three years later, they could apply for citizenship. Right now, it takes decades DACA-protected undocumented immigrants and farm workers who can provide work history could skip the five years of provisional status and have green card eligibility right away. On his first day in office, Biden signed his executive order terminating the state of emergency at the southern border declared by Trump and pausing border wall construction projects. And while Democrats hold thin majorities in both chambers of Congress, the legislation would require a minimum of 10 Republican votes to defeat Senate filibuster and move the bill to a vote. Quote, I know that many are thinking, does the bill have any chance of passing with 60 votes? The answer is, we don't know until we try. That's according to Menendez, who told, uh, who's had a press briefing on Thursday. We know a path forward. We'll demand negotiations with others, but we're not going to make concessions out of the gate. And they don't have to, because Senator Schumer, when he talked to Rachel Maddow during that interview that we all watched, I think, and most of us did at least, Schumer said, uh, "You know, we we can't do stuff like immigration reform and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act using budget reconciliation, which is how they're, which is how the Democrats are passing the COVID relief plan without any Republicans." But Schumer said, "We can change the budget reconciliation rules to allow for that kind of legislation, and that would circumvent the filibuster." We already know that Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin have refused. Uh, to vote to kill the filibuster. But we still have the opportunity to change the budget reconciliation rules to include this kind of legislation, and I think that they should. And finally, as the Manhattan District Attorney, Cy Vance, and his office steps up the criminal investigation into Trump and the Trump Organization, it has reached outside its ranks to enlist a prominent former federal prosecutor to help look into financial dealings at the former president's company, and that's according to several people with knowledge of the matter. This former prosecutor his name is Mark Pomerantz. He has a, his his expertise is investigating and defending white collar and organized crime cases, bolstering the team under, you know, Cyrus Vance Jr. that is examining Trump and his family business. Organized crime expert The investigation by Mr. Vance, who is a Democrat, is focused on tax and bank related fraud, insurance fraud, including whether the Trump organization has misled its lenders or local tax authorities about the value of his properties to obtain loans and get tax benefits. Now, we knew that. Um, And Trump has maintained he did nothing improper uh, and has long railed against the inquiry, calling it a politically motivated witch hunt. Now, in recent months, Mr. Vance's office has broadened the long-running investigation to include an array of financial transactions and Trump properties, including Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue, Trump Hotels, and the Seven Springs Estates in Westchester County. We just had news the other day that the architect was subpoenaed for the blueprints of that property. And this all, as prosecutors await a ruling from the Supreme Court on the Mazar's case, it's just sitting there. It should be out by now. That decision should be out. So this is all very interesting. And and we'll see what happens. We'll be following this for you here and on cleanup on aisle 45 But it's just it's very interesting to me, especially the Seven Springs Estates uh investigation. And now they're bringing in a, an organized crime expert prosecutor. So, we'll see where this goes. And uh, we are going to be right back with Greg Oliar. Uh, He is the host of the new podcast called Prevail, which is outstanding. And he's the author of the book Dirty Rubles. He and I are going to talk about the Ted Cruz incident. And um, I have some interesting tiny little bit of breaking news uh, in that segment. So stick around. We'll be right back.
1: After these messages, we'll be right back.
0: Hey, everybody, it's AG for the Daily Beans. Keeping your body in shape is important, but I think it's just as important to keep your mind in shape. And I've been leveling up my focus with a little thing called Word Forest. Word Forest is my new favorite game. It is a word puzzle app, and it's free. And if you're like me and you love word search games, you have to try Word Forest. It's an app made specifically for word search addicts like myself. Connect letters in any direction to form hidden words and matches. And Word Forest is super fun. It starts easy, but it gets harder as you get better. And it has over 2,000 levels, so you will never get bored playing it. You can find as many words as possible to level up. You can earn bonus rewards and multipliers. Get bonus coins when you uncover hidden words. If you can't figure out the word jumble, you can use those coins that you earn. To get hints and win the level. Word Forest is a relaxing game. It's got a nature setting. It's very nice and calming. And it's a great way to keep your mind sharp and grow your vocabulary. Put yourself to the test in this fun and addicting brain game. Right now, Word Forest is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. I like the daily bonus coins and Word Puzzles. The daily challenges give you more Word Puzzle games, more bonus coins, more fun every day. I also really like Word Forest's beautiful design. You can put plant acorns and virtual, virtual trees to set up your campsite, and you can attract cute animals. It's very fun. And I love that Word Forest can be played offline or online, so I can do it anywhere. I can take it anywhere with me. So whether you want word games for adults or for kids, Word Forest is the best word game out there. Stop mindlessly scrolling through social media and get your mind sharp. Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Word Forest. Download Word Forest for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Hey everybody! Welcome back. And joining me today is our friend, host of the Prevail Podcast, and author of the book Dirty Rubles, Greg Oliar. Greg, welcome.
1: Hey, uh, thanks
0: for having me. How is it out there? Is it? Uh, how are you doing?
1: Um, I'm fine. I mean, we've had a lot of snow here in upstate New York, but um, you know, we have our power and all this kind of stuff, so we're we're blessed. You know, I'm I, I'm, uh, I'm uh, we're very fortunate. Um, it is, however, cold and snowy, which is. Uh, not ideal. I'd rather – I'm ready for spring. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, as we know, not all states are blessed with a government that responds well uh, or has infrastructure in place. And what's happening in Texas right now and other states too, uh, Louisiana, Oklahoma, I mean, it's, it's this this cold snap, this winter storm, this series of winter storms has been absolutely devastating. People are going on 72 hours without power or water – and what I wanted to talk to you about today was something that sort of popped up online last night. Somebody had a photo of Texas Senator Ted Cruz uh, getting on a plane to Cancun, Mexico. And there were some questions about the authenticity of the photographs. It was sort of un, you know in question for a, for a minute, and it caught absolute fire, Greg. I have never seen anything—I don't think I've ever seen anything— trend so f- quickly on on social media. Um, but uh, now today we've got uh, news organizations, including Associated Press, NBC, and even the Houston Police Department <laughs> con- confirming uh, this trip. And, and there's been some response. But I wanted to just get your top line thoughts on him abandoning his state in the midst of this dire emergency. People are freezing to death. People are breaking apart their baby cribs to burn for heat, to boil snow so they can have potable water. Uh, Your thoughts on on him taking off to Mexico?
1: I mean, first of all, the the situation in Texas is just horrible. And, um, you know, my my, my thoughts and prayers are, are to the people who live there. It's a great state. There's so many great people who who uh who, who call texas home um it's a wonderful diverse creative awesome place and unfortunately the government there the state government has been hijacked by these uh inept republicans i mean they they are the ones who it was rick perry who deregulated um the electric power industry back in in the early 2000s and pulled the texas grid off the federal grid which is why we can't help them um, And they did that to avoid regulations. And one of the regulations was, hey, guys, maybe make sure that it works if the temperatures go down. And they were like, no, that's going to cost money. We're not going to do that. So, you know, now this is what happens. And they doubled down on it. I mean, Perry is quoted in, in the Houston paper as saying, no, no, we have to be willing to go without power for days when it's freezing out in order to stick it to the federal government. And it's like, what are you talking about, man? You know, the... This idea that the federal government is somehow the enemy, uh, which is a Reagan, a Ronald Reagan insidious, awful idea that has no basis in reality, is dangerous and, and, and is, is causing people to suffer and die. And it's really sad. So I hope that this is a wake up call for um, Texas almost flipped blue anyway. And I think this is going to and I think they're, it's over now that they're going to know who's in charge, who done it. And this is impossible to spin. So that's the first that's the first thing um completely inept. that governor greg abbott is such a moron i mean j- just a moron and and i don't understand why anyone would want him there uh in charge of anything i mean i i i wouldn't i wouldn't let him run a a hot dog stand at, at a ballpark i mean he, he he's completely inept um yeah
0: yeah and and how anyone could could have not seen this coming um it's beyond me. I don't understand why uh, people continue to vote for Republicans when it's it seemed obvious, I think, to to a lot of people, including a lot of Texans, uh, that the that these politicians paid for and wholly owned by fossil fuel industry, the fossil fuel industry, have been doing their level best to to privatize public utilities, deregulate. Line the pockets of themselves and their donors, those in, in fossil fuel, the fossil fuel industry. And yeah, you mentioned Abbott coming out, blaming AOC and the Green New Deal. just doesn't exist yet. Yeah, that's not a thing. And wind energy... Uh, when we know that over ninety percent of what's causing these problems is, is frozen natural gas, and and you know the problems with the you know the weather has shut down oil refineries and and coal plants, and and that's where Texas gets most of its energy, and so it's it's very confusing to me why Republicans still vote for Republicans, why they are still voting for people like Ted Cruz and Abbott. Who are seriously don't care about the people and are only there to continue to prop up a, die, a dying industry
1: it, it, It's crazy. and going back to the, the the initial question you asked about Ted Cruz, I mean, the guy helped incite the insurrection. He should be in prison for that.
0: Now yeah, hows he not on the no-fly list? is so
1: that's a. <laughs> um, of all the horrible things that Ted Cruz has done in his life, and there are many. In my mind, this is very low on the list, and it's it's sort of amusing to me that this is the thing that's going to get him. I mean, he probably the Senate was on vacation this this week. They've know, they knew that he probably planned this for months, you know. And yeah, he's got kids; they wanted to go on vacation, like. And also, uh, I think one of the the GOP people came out to try to defend. him. I forget which one it was. Uh, maybe it was Dinesh. You know, by not being there, he's not using power himself. So there's plenty of reasons why it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of all the awful things that Ted Cruz has done. However, it's ridiculous. I mean, you can't, you're a politician, your job, that's your job above everything else is when there is a crisis, you have to just, you know, be there in the crisis. You have to, that's the job. If you're going to take these junkets and uh, take the dirty money from this place and that place and go to... Uh, you know, all the perquisites of office and enjoy all that stuff. The, the, the salary that you get from uh the taxpayers when you don't work all that much and however many months of vacation they have, when something like this happens, you got to show up to work. That's just part of the, it's part of the deal. And, um you know, and some, it's not all Republicans who are this horrible. There are, there are Republicans that have, you know, hearts and, and do go in and, and do stuff when, when when bad things happen. But, He's just awful. And him leaving to go to Mexico. I mean, there's so, there's so much to unpack with it. Um, he doesn't go to the United States. Is, are you even supposed to go travel abroad and then come back without quarantining? Like, you know, COVID is still happening. The the, the the pandemic is still a thing and going to a resort in Mexico is probably not a great idea for the, although, you know, maybe he's been vaccinated. I don't know, but uh it's great to see um, everybody pick up on it. It's great to see it trending. Has anybody just put a T at the end of Cancun and just called them that? Because that seems like that would be a good, that would be a good hashtag. But I- I'm afraid to go there. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've heard Flyin' Ted Cruz. I've heard Fled, Cruz and fled Cruise and Cancun Fled
1: Cruise is good. That's a good one. <laughs>
0: Thank you, thank you. <laughs> now, uh, he—I have some breaking news. I have a scoop. I have an exclusive Daily Beans uh, from from an inside source of mine, personal source. This hasn't been corroborated by any major news network or any, uh, you know, um, outlet. Uh, it turns out, uh, according to my source, Ted Cruz actually bought his ticket two days ago. Yeah, bought it Tuesday the sixteenth. He hasn't been planning this. Okay. He hasn't been planning this for a while. He got one of those cheap fares. He paid less than $100 for his round-trip ticket. And uh, apparently, according to this source, he bought it on Tuesday, February 16th. And now we know uh, he is coming back today and said he was always planning on coming back today. But that has also been proven a lie. His original itinerary has been released, and he was scheduled to come back Saturday.
1: Yeah, and his suitcase is pretty big for like a a one night or a couple hours stay? Why do you need, like, what What do you have in there, Ted Cruz? What's going on, Raphael? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also uh, of interest is the fact that, well, you know, you said he packed a giant bag and everyone everyone saw him at, at the airport. And, I mean, there's just so much bad, like, bad. <laughs> the optics here are, are so bad. And Ted Cruz, you know, he's an a-hole, but he's not a he he he's not a political idiot i don't understand why he thought now there's stories now that the houston police department uh he was contacted he contacted the houston police department to help him get through the airport cuz everyone hates him uh and so they've confirmed that uh but there's just there's so much to unpack no pun intended um in this in this story <laughs> except now uh i want to talk a little bit about ted cruz's statement after the fact he's 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 come out to talk about this and it's absolutely fascinating what uh his excuse is and who he blames and i want to i want to get to that but i have to take a quick break will you stay with me of course all right everybody stick around we'll be right back hey everybody it's ag and this portion of daily beans is brought to you by the best cereal in the world it's called magic spoon a cereal so delicious you truly won't believe it's healthy. Cereal has been my favorite since I was a kid. I was a cereal hound when I was little. I would sit in front of Saturday morning cartoons, eat a whole box practically, drink the delicious milk after. Uh, But I had to give up cereal as an adult because of all the sugar and carbs and chemicals. But you have to try Magic Spoon because as Forbes magazine says, with cereal that tastes this good and offers so much nutritional value as opposed to well none, Magic Spoon may be the future of breakfast. See Magic Spoon cereals amazingly have zero sugar 12 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each in each serving. It's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, high protein, and GMO free. And the best part, it's delicious. With four amazing flavors, including cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, you get the vintage vibe. It's so delicious. They're incredible. Honestly, too good to be true, but it's real. My favorite flavor right now is fruity. I've moved on to the fruity from cocoa. It's so tasty. You get the fruity milk that you can drink afterwards. It's and I, I do the oatly milk. It's so it's delicious and nutritious and it's guilt. Free. So go to Magicspoon.com slash Daily Beans, grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Daily Beans at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's Magicspoon.com slash Daily Beans and use code Daily Beans for free shipping. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're talking to Greg Oliar, host of the new podcast called Prevail. And the author of Dirty Rubles, and uh, before the break, Greg, I was mentioning Ted Cruz's statement, and this is the fascinating part because he's 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 throwing his kids under the bus, his daughters. Mm. Have you read this statement? I,
1: I glanced at it. <laughs>
0: Enough to get the gist. Yeah.
1: Right. Enough to get the gist.
0: Yes. So you say, well, I, I wanted to be a good father. My kids, you know, they need. Uh, For, I mean,
1: the, the first thing is the idea that his kids would want to spend time with him is we know that's a lie. I mean, I, I don't think that's true at all. Um, so, yeah. But what else is he going to do? I mean, he's he's caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Um Lincoln's Bible, our friend Lincoln's Bible predicted that he would do this. And then he went ahead and, and wrote exactly. Maybe he was reading her feed. I don't know.
0: <laughs> like, hey, that's a good idea. I'll use that one. Yeah. His, um, well, you saw him sort of concede to his uh going after California for having air conditioning and yeah. uh, all that. Uh, and then he sort of just shrugged it off. He did the little shrug emoji and went, oh, I don't have a, I don't have an excuse for this. Uh, adios you know (laughs) he (laughs) jumped on a plane
1: this is a guy who when he was in college used to narc out like his his roommates for drinking beer and stuff like he's he's just a bad he's just a bad guy and it's interesting that he's made it this far in politics because does anyone like him because I've heard that he in person is really creepy and weird and nobody actually likes him at all and I think You mentioned this trending on Twitter so quickly. Part of the reason why is because people just hate him. I don't think Republicans like him that much either. I think they think he's a weird, creepy, um, you know, guy who's just, God knows what's going on in his twisted mind, but... Uh, he's a creep.
0: Mm-hmm. So, And uh, Texas Democrats have called for his resignation. Uh, unfortunately, there's no remedy here to get him out of office. There there can't be a referendum. That would be unconstitutional. They don't have recall in Texas. You can't recall a senator anyway. They have to be expelled by the Senate uh, by a two-thirds vote. That's not going to happen. So the only real recourse here is the 2024 election, which is when he's up for re-election again. And I think... What's really amazing to me is the incredible work that Beto O'Rourke has been doing yeah. in the state. He it's not even his job. He's a private citizen. He he ran for that job, but he didn't get it. Uh, but he is there, you know, doing the work, uh, send, doing these uh, phone banks and war, uh, you know, giving resources to warming centers, and uh, also FEMA and Joe Biden are knocking on the door with generators and diesel fuel. And they are sitting there. They're literally sitting there in warehouses in Texas, and they are waiting for the governor to to tell them what to do with them. And there's no answer on the door. There's they're, they're just sitting waiting.
1: Well, you know, Greg Abbott's very busy. He has to go on Fox News and blame it on the wind. You know,
0: <laughs> blame it on the wind.
1: <laughs> the answer, yeah, my friend, yeah. is blowing in the wind. Um this is the guy who, back in 2015, remember the Jade Helm, Operation Jade Helm?
0: Uh, briefly talk about that for a minute.
1: It was there was this, this military um, maneuver. It was like a like a what do you call it? A practice that the military was doing in Texas, and for some reason, all the conspiracy nuts glommed onto this. This was a Obama was going to put martial law into place. And they were going to round up the dissidents and put them in the abandoned Walmarts and all this this crazy Alex Jones tinfoil hat stuff. And he believed it. He thought it was like a real thing. And like ordered members of the whatever to keep tabs on what was going on. And the Russians, and this is Michael Hayden said this, the Russians saw what Abbott did and, and gauged his reaction. And they were like, wow, these Republicans are stupid. We could totally get them to do even worse stuff than this. And it really emboldened them to uh, to attack our democracy the following year. So that's who Abbott is. Um, the Lieutenant governor of Texas is actually, as I understand it, the one with more power. Um, that's Dan Patrick, the one who famously went on TV and said that we should be, on- that senior citizens should be honored to die of COVID for the economy. You know, that die for the Dow business. Um, and he said it with a straight face, and he said it out loud, like the quiet part out loud, kind of thing. So these are these are people who just are are they The lack of compassion is really uh, it's startling. So yes, of course they're gonna. They don't want FEMA to be successful. Also, they want they want to make it look like Joe Biden did something wrong, and they need somebody to blame. So you know, that's it. And in a situation like this. The Way to approach it is you just accept the responsibility and you say, You know, the buck stops with me. If there's any problems that were made, they're my fault. Blame me, but we're going to do this, 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 and this. People like that, they really do. That they, they, they'll re- people will forgive a lot if you take responsibility. I think
0: I, I agree. Um, even even Cornyn is tweeting out resources, you know, like, <laughs> but you. You've got this governor who won't answer the door when FEMA comes knocking and is blaming the Green New Deal that doesn't exist. Uh, and then you've got a Republican attorney general who is under federal criminal indictment.
1: and has been for years. They, just, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And then tried to sue Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin saying, they, they you know, uh, Texas wants to tell you how to run your elections, pal. Uh, and then now we've got Flying Ted Cruz, fled Ted, Ted, fled Cruz, who uh, is now um, wasting away in Margaritaville. <laughs> and they were now the,
1: the some of the GOP in Texas wanted to secede. There was talk of of sec- seceding from the union. Alan West, the, uh, who's I think the, the head of the, the uh, Repub- state Republican party was sort of hinting at it. There was another guy named Kyle, I think Biederman, something like that, who's in the state house there who was advocating for secession. And uh, that's interesting too, because they went from advocating for secession to like a week later being like, please federal government, can you help us? But if you go back into the history of Texas, when, when Texas um, became independent from Mexico, in the 1830s um you know they were it was his own republic of texas uh for about 10 years and they immediately got into trouble uh, because they couldn't defend their borders so they came to the united states federal government and they were like please let us in as a state please please and the um president van buren was like nah we're good you know we have enough slave states thanks and only when polk took over in 45 which was after this this terrible famine of the year before in Texas, uh, did they admit Texas as a union and roll it in and and stuff like that? Um, you know, that's what they do in Texas when they want to be independent. And then as soon as there's problems, they go to the federal government. They were, By the way, the, the U.S. federal government was rewarded by letting Texas into the union by having it secede 15 years later uh, during the Civil War. So- you know they have this habit of, of acting tough, but at the first sign of trouble, coming crawling back to Washington for help. That's the Texas way.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Republicans there, uh, in in charge. They're fair weather socialists, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh Fair weather probably isn't the best term there, but uh, and and you know, I just I want to re- I want to reiterate. I have friends that like I'm just hearing the most horrible, terrifying stories about what's What's happening in Texas right now? It's and it's unconscionable that the Republican government is ignoring is ignoring it. They aren't. They aren't doing anything.
1: It's it's scary. It's scary. We we had here when we moved here to upstate New York. I don't know ten years ago there was a really bad storm, and we were living in a house that was further away from uh, civilization at the time. And you have, you know, two feet of snow and ice on the roads and then the power goes out and you don't have uh, heat um, or, you know, that's or, or water. Uh, that's terrifying. Yeah, it, it really is. You're just like, uh, are we going to are we going to survive this? Like, what's going to happen here? You know, it's 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 terrifying. And our house was, uh, you know, other people did have power. We didn't because we were farther away but for everybody to not have power like that is just like i can't even imagine it's horrifying just
0: horrifying yeah we had a, a massive blackout in all of san diego county i think it was about a decade ago and it was 12 hours and san diego uh and and that was tough yeah you know so i can't even imagine everyone's losing their food burning their furniture um although you know with regards to how social media has responded to this I, i'm hoping and and you have to think like without power how many texans are aware of of this response or what ted is doing um that concerns me too i i'm uh i just i wish there was something i could do to help i've offered my home but people can't even drive out you know so it's um it's very dire, very, very dire situation. Yeah. Uh, but the, the response is absolutely stunning from Ted Cruz that he's just throwing his kids under the bus. I mean, I guess it's not surprising considering that he did that, just did the same thing to his wife. And his father. Yeah, uh, his dad, right? Uh, in fact, Carl, uh, I think it's Quintanilla. I don't know if it's Quintanilla or Quintanilla, but he tweeted, apparently it's blame your daughter at work day, <laughs> <laughs> which I I liked um but yeah aside from you know all joking aside it's uh it's terrifying
1: it is no it, it's horrifying um but just to go back to joking for one second uh do you think that ted cruz's daughter is going to do like a claudia conway and go on tiktok and be like my why it wasn't me it was my you know that's that's all that this the only way it could get worse for ted cruz is if that happens
0: mm, or maybe we'll see them both on american idol next week <laughs> yes <laughs> please though. No. Well, tell us um tell us about your new podcast.
1: Um yeah, I have a podcast. It's called Prevail, which is the same name as my site. And uh, it's in the I'm still tinkering around with with it, but um you know, the first episode dropped yesterday. My Lincoln's Bible was my first guest, my friend Lincoln's Bible. We talked, we had a, a nice chat about um Mike Pence and the Republican Party vis-a-vis Trump and who's to blame and where it's going forward. Um, I put in a couple gag, jokey kind of things just to liven it up a little bit, and I've got more coming. I have um, next week is going to be it, it, it's weekly right now. It comes out on Thursdays, so next week we're going to go into the uh, Brett Kavanaugh's finances, and I've got uh, Moscow Never Sleeps, who is a, a contributor at Prevail. He's coming on to talk about uh, the finances and legally what we can do to get them, uh, which you know that's that's going to be a good one, it's a fun one. Uh, and uh, I have a whole long list of really interesting people to talk to, so I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really good.
0: Wonderful. And uh, I assume you can get Prevail everywhere that you can get your podcast, so just yeah. search for that on whatever podcast platform you listen to your podcasts on. I appreciate you coming on talking to me today, Greg. This has been fascinating. Uh, I look forward to the next time. Uh, be well. Have a good weekend.
1: You too. Enjoy. Thanks again.
0: Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. It's AG, and this segment of Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Life can be extremely unpredictable. It's very anxious times right now, and it's a lot of stress. Life could throw curveballs and difficulties when we don't see them coming. If something throws you off your game unexpectedly, remember you don't have to face it alone. So if you're struggling with anything that's preventing you from being as happy as you can, then I recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides professional counseling to help you navigate life's challenges. That's not a crisis line or self-help. It is professional licensed counseling done securely online. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. You know I've had my own challenges with anxiety and panic attacks, and I know how important it is personally to seek help rather than to try to face it alone. And the great thing is that BetterHelp services are available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account from anywhere at any time, and you can send messages to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating really good therapeutic matches too, so they make it easy and free to change your counselor if you need to. That's so helpful. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aids available. So visit their website and read some testimonials. Here's one from BetterHelp user JE. And she says, Jennifer is amazing. Talking to her is like having an entire crowd of supporters at your back, a crowd of trained, professional, knowledgeable, and kind supporters. She's helped me grow into some important realizations during our time together, and I look forward to every session. I'm so glad I finally made the decision to enter online therapy. I couldn't ask for a better counselor. So visit betterhelp.com/dailybeans. That's betterhelp h e l p and join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com/dailybeans. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, And it's Friday, which means we're going to Cancun. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) it's friday so amy carrero is here with us amy how are you how was your week it was pretty good
2: i have to say i don't know what's happening in my astrological chart but i i was unusually productive this week so i'm i'm pretty proud of myself how about you
0: same i had a very busy week um which was good because i had i had some like some tough things i had to deal with but like being able to work and focus and keep my mind on on uh on this kind of stuff really sort of helped out that's probably not the healthiest way to
2: (laughs) to deal with problems but like hey whatever gets you through you know what i mean we're still we're still in a pandemic we're still in survival mode yeah you know whatever whatever gets the next day
0: that is the way that i look at it and and right now with the 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 absolute horrifying conditions that a lot of my friends are dealing with due to this winter storm right now uh, I I have hardly a place to complain right now. So and I, again, sending all my love and thoughts to everyone who's being impacted by this. Um, but this is a good news segment and we've got a lot of people who submitted some good news and, and hopefully this will bring some mirth to the people. Uh, and um, we also got, uh, earlier this week, Dana and I uh, <laughs> told some stories about how we had, you know, sometimes we just had complete... Brain farts, basically, and and said the dumbest thing you could ever possibly think of. And we asked you to send some in, and we got a couple. So I'm excited to read those, too. So let's kick this off. Let's. All right. First up from Melissa, pronouns she and her. Good news. My sister and her family are in San Antonio, and they have power and running water. Whoa. They have been letting people come over to their house to shower and do laundry and whatnot. I don't think I can verbalize exactly how relieved I am that she, her husband, three-year-old, and baby still have access to heat and electricity. My sister says it's supposed to warm up on Saturday, so everyone's trying to hold on until then. Also, uh, please don't blame my three-year-old niece, but she did pray for snow, (laughs) and this is what happened. Uh, I don't have any pets, but I truly appreciate all you do. Shout out to my sponsor for my premium feed as well. Oh, somebody got you a premium oh, feed. That's, that's so wonderful, Melissa. I look forward to the day I too can pay it forward. Basically, if you don't know what she's, what Melissa is referring to there, we have a program where if you can't afford to be a patron uh, and get an ad-free feed and, and get access to all of the bonus content that we put out, uh, you can actually buy a year's worth, a year subscription to the premium um, to the premium feed for, for people who can't swing it. It's 36 bucks for the whole year. And you can also get on a list to get one of those sponsored uh, memberships as well. You can do all of that if you just go to dailybeanspod.com, scroll down, you'll see a big thing that says sponsor a sponsor, I think it says. So that's so great. And yes. I'm so glad that That you're able to take advantage of that
2: love that okay should we move on to the next yes let's go um next up from gavin pronouns he him good news after 10 years in the private sector with a pond and lake management company i landed a job in public service starting this week i am an employee of the state of delaware helping to protect clean water by establishing and enforcing stormwater management regulations that's so cool It's a welcome change after a decade of herbicides, algicides, backpack sprayers, and manual labor in harsh weather. I'm glad to have had the field experience of boots on the ground environmental remediation, but I'm getting too old for that shit, and I didn't go to grad school to work my ass off into an early grave. I took a pay cut to make this move I was gonna ask. Honestly, I'm like private sector to public sector, but yay you. But I really think it's going to lead to a better career. Besides, you can't beat getting state benefits that is true for pet tax see attached my daughter playing with our pod rats cheddar and jet
0: <laughs> <laughs> those are great names a rat named cheddar that's so cool gavin congratulations yeah when i first started public service uh back in 09 09 i i took a hefty pay cut about half uh, but it was well worth it in the end, uh, and there's nothing quite like the feeling of public service. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It's going to be so great also to to do stormwater management regulation stuff now that we have the we have yeah. the administration that we have now.
2: The support, yeah. Now totally. that the dingo
0: isn't in charge of the baby. So congratulations. And <laughs> these pictures. Look at this baby girl too. She's adorable.
2: I mean, super cute. Soup soup's cute.
0: Yeah. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle the next two because they're relatively short. Yeah. Next up from Anonymous, no name given, pronouns she and her. As I was born in South Dakota with a mom who grew up in Pierre, Pierre, I had resigned to never hear my capital pronounced right by outsiders. But when my fellow South Dakotan piped up on your Thursday show about how to correctly pronounce it, because technically it should be the French way, I was Ooh. floored. I teared up and applauded a bit inside. So you will be some of the first I've heard to who might say it right. LOL. I mean, even Alex Trebek got it wrong once or twice in his career. So she she grew up in Peer. That's how they pronounce it there.
2: Pierre. Love that.
0: Oh, and next. Oh, I already said, I said, there we go. I said I was going to do the <laughs> next two. And then I'm like, where are you, where are you at, Amy? Do you need what?
2: <laughs>
0: All right. And I can already see the top of this photo and I'm dying. Okay. Sandy in California says, hello, I'm so glad I finally found your podcast. You have such a great take on the current events and have fantastic guests. So listening today, my duh confession, (laughs) that's one of these moments I was telling you about, is when I was a kid, I thought that the fall daylight savings time was so that kids could go trick-or-treating early. (laughs) 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 Kind of makes sense, right? The good news is that we have a new puppy named Phoebe, after Phoebe Bridgers and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And more good news is that our other dog, Alfie, who does a mean Britney Spears impersonation, (laughs) is finally cool with her. Look at this puppy. (gasps) And okay, and the dog is wearing Britney Spears poofs. Oh my gosh.
2: Hoofs, Yeah. What are were pom pom hair ties? Uh, ear ties.
0: Oh. I love it. Look at that. Is that a Burmese water dog? Is that a Bur- Burmese mountain dog? What a beautiful dog.
2: I don't know, but it's be beautiful. Um, okay. Well, no names given, no pronouns given. I grew up in the San Diego area and our family vacations were always extensive road trips all over the west. I'd pot. we'd pile into a VW bus or a camper. Uh, on our old pickup truck, both of which would be classified as child safety hazards <laughs> today, and drive to Oregon, Idaho, Arizona, wherever. Along all the highways of all the trips, we'd see billboards for. KOA campgrounds the KOA logo was a guy wearing wide pants with his arms up shouting whoa I would usually raise my hands and shout whoa in return I did this for years my family would laugh and no one would ever say anything on vacation with friends somewhere around the Barstow slash Needles Metroplex I saw a koa sign and struck my traditional pose with a hearty whoa my friends looked at me like i was insane and when i explained i was conversing with the koa man they lost their shit apparently the koa man is not a man at all it's a fucking teepee oh my god i had been yelling nonsense at indigenous at indigenous american housing for decades (laughs) Attaching a photo of a KOA sign. I still see the dude. And to be honest, I still give a quiet whoa. Also, for tax, Jack the dog, who has very bad manners, but is a champion cuddler. The headshot is my typical weekend wake up view. Thanks so much for keeping me sane. Ish. Oh, man. this Dog. That's a very cute very cute dog and i'm just looking i'm just looking at this billboard right now and it's
0: it does kind of look like a man (laughs) doesn't it?
2: yeah it really does but you know that has to say something about this person's like imagination because or our kid's imagination you know maybe the kid looks at that and says yeah definitely a man but i look at that and i'm like you know a teepee (laughs) or some sort of geometric shape
0: well my dumb thing was the old uh the old school postal service logo which is an eagle i thought it was a a man with a bird head that had his pockets turned out
2: okay so yeah (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. and and it's it's still what it's still what i see the only way i learned that it wasn't that was in i think in college no uh oh wow post grad right there was a commercial on for the post office and they showed a bald eagle like a real bald eagle and it morphed into the postal service logo and my mind was fucking blown forever
2: oh my god i love that it's
0: not a pointy headed man
2: oh are you kidding well if it makes you feel any better i didn't know how to pronounce salmon properly until i moved here but you have to understand that english is my second language and i grew up in miami so forever i was like oh salmon
0: that's great
2: so that's pretty duh
0: that's great Uh, thank you for that. Whoa, I'm going to do that from now on. I'm just going to tell Uh, Next up from Art, pronouns he and him. I have had too many leasing information, and why would the cat need a flyer comments, or excuse me, moments in my life to count? But one haunts me to this day, like 35 years after the incident. Oh, no. My first grade class went on a field trip to the fire station. The city just switched from red fire trucks to yellow. They asked the class why we thought they did that. I wish I could say that I was kidding when I offered up because they ran out of red paint.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: I still turn red when I think about the complete silence in the station that followed. Here's here's a picture of my little monster of a cat being a jerk. Keep up the good work. Oh yeah, the cat's eating the flowers. That's
2: super cute cat. <laughs> That's really funny. That's yeah. I love all of these. Maybe we should maybe this should be like a weekly like little segment of the good news like the duh okay next up from anonymous in australia oh boy amy the government has gotten into a fight with facebook and google and facebook has come out with a ban on sharing all news links while this is both good and bad apparently the workaround is to share a news link with a photo of a cat i instantly thought of the pod tax here's a clipping from the sydney morning herald sharing links because sharing links is so 2020. Here's the the clipping. Of course, as Facebook scrambles to iron out kinks in the new algorithm, loopholes are emerging too. The ABC News messenger bot continues to toil away behind enemy lines, and so far the band seems to be no match for the true rulers of the internet, cats. <laughs> As of Thursday afternoon, you could still post a news link if it was accompanied by a photo of a cat. <laughs> I love this. Uh, Cats for the win. Thank you,
0: Australia, for paying your pod pet tax on Facebook and being able to post your news links. That's amazing. Oh, that's funny. I'm glad you thought of me. I really am.
2: Yeah, that's really, that's great.
0: Next up, Susie from Scotland, pronouns she and her. And uh, she's at AuntieSuz, S-O-O-Z, on Twitter. Hi, love the show. Ted Cruz is a cunt with truly awful hair. That's my submission. <laughs> oh, also, my su- Scotland is different now. Everyone remember? Oh, also, my seventy-two-year-old parents got their first Pfizer shot last week. Hopefully, if my UK government doesn't fuck it up, they will get the next shot within twelve weeks. Oh wow! Boris is also a <laughs> Boris is also a cunt with truly awful hair. I was so embarrassed the other day when you and DG were laughing at him. So fucking embarrassing. Thankfully, we have Nicola Sturgeon as our leader in Scotland. Her hair is okay. Anyway, love you loads. Pod Pet taxes Willow, my rescue cat, in her pod, an actual pod cat. Oh, oh,
2: that's real freaking cute. I love Susie. I love Susie, and I love her
0: mouth. I love her own nose, too, and she's smiling. Oh, Cute. E- e. So she's a mostly white cat but she has a little bit of black fur at the at, at her on her ears and a little and her nose is black and it's just adorable.
2: Love it. Love it. What a cutie.
0: Aww. Thank you. Thank you so much for that and thank you for all these submissions everyone. If you have any moments of things that you did or said or thought that were absolutely ridiculous, please send them in. I love those stories so much and I have so many of them to share. And the ones that you send in will make me think of ones that I've done and it's just going to be super fun. And we didn't have any uh, disputes to solve in Amy's court today, but if you have any disputes Damn. with pets... y'all with are getting along. What's, ones, up <laughs> what's up with that? What's up with that? If you've got anything you want to send in to have Amy resolve, you can yeah. do that. and You can do all of it by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Amy, do you have any uh, final words before we get out of here for the weekend? Yeah.
2: Um, let's have a good weekend, you know, like whatever that means. And for me personally, it means watching that Netflix documentary about that weird hotel in downtown LA. I'm so looking forward What's to that? that.
0: Oh, the uh, oh the one where the another person was found murdered. Yes,
2: it's awful. It's well, I don't know anything about it because I haven't yet watched it. I was saving it. This is how exciting my life is. I'm saving it for the weekend. So me and this uh, miniseries have a date, and possibly maybe like I don't know, like a glass of wine or two or five or a whole bottle.
0: Who knows? You can do it. I have faith in you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember I used to live uh in the old banker's building. <gasps> no way. On, uh, Eighth and Spring. Oh, shit. And from our rooftop, you could see that... Weird hotel towers. over on Seventh with the water towers where the body Girl, was found.
2: That's mm. where they found the body.
0: And we would be like, "There's the body tower." That's what we called it. And
2: um, oh my god!
0: Then we would continue hanging out in the hot tub. Yeah, totally bougie, but that was a fun building to live in. Big loft, you know, like oh yeah, twenty foot ceilings with brick walls and floor to ceiling windows. Yeah, and, downtown and LA has and all really that stuff.
2: beautiful buildings, like really gorgeous. But it's right on the fault line.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that was back when it was relatively affordable. I mean, it was only like a couple few grand, but like, oh, that's so expensive. It's hard now. It's hard to get. And it's an old bank building, so they converted it into lofts. And then what was cool was in the basement where the bank vault was, they kept the big giant vault door, but they turned it into a bar. Oh,
2: wait a minute. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: And so I don't know how good it was for me personally to have a bar in my building but i went there a lot
2: yeah girl i went there
0: a lot i watched world cup soccer there i watched the la kings win the stanley cup there and um uh, uh, surprisingly enough they did not call the bar the vault they called it canes that
2: seems like a missed opportunity what yeah, that really does seem like it. maybe there was another The Vault somewhere in L.A. Yeah,
0: probably, but I'm sure you could have more. Yeah. One bar called The Vault.
2: Spell it differently. I don't know. I had two T's.
0: <laughs> yeah. The Vault with an umlaut over there. <laughs>
2: yeah. Mm. Love it.
0: All right. Well, everybody, please have a wonderful and safe weekend. If you're in, uh, if you're being impacted by the storm, you need anything. My DMs are open. If there's anything I can do, I, I'm happy to do it. Uh, check Beto O'Rourke's feed. Also, he's got a lot of resources there. If you've got uh, enough juice in your phone to do that, I, I wish, I want to help. So yes. if there's anything we can do, let us know. Let us know. And. Uh, until uh, until we speak Monday, everyone, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been A.G. And I've been Amy Carrero. And them's the beans. Hey, everybody, do not miss our Daily Beans After Party on the Stereo app. We'll be going live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Dana and I want to hear from you. Our last Stereo show went a little bit like this. And uh, we're here doing our live After Party. Daily Beans After Party is what they're they're calling it, what the kids are calling it these days. It reminds me of, I just watched (laughs) the 30 Rock episode where Liz Lemon was like, uh, out with Tracy Jordan, and he's like, Are you going to the after, 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 after party? And they end up like on somebody's roof. But yeah, just finished watching that vote the vote to oust Marjorie Taylor Greene from her two <laughs> Uh, I I think I was incorrect. I think the last time we were here live, I said that she was only, I thought she was only on one committee. She was on two committees. She was on education and labor and also on the budget committee. Like, education, Education. She's on the committee of education. she was, was, because she got voted (laughs) off, of education. Yeah, and 11 Republicans voted alongside Democrats to oust her from these seats, uh so we're gonna see how the backlash of that plays out because as you know mccarthy was like well what about maxine waters and what about so-and-so and they get to keep their committee seats like they committed like they wanted other people to be executed or believed that 9-11 was not real or what like come exactly. on like stop Stereo is the app for live social conversations. We want to talk directly with you, the listeners. Ask us questions about news, politics, anything, and you can share your experiences and opinions, and we want to hear it all. So download the new app called Stereo and join us live this week, Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific. Link to our show in the description and join us over on the Stereo app.